There's nothing better than finding yourself. It's easy to get lost in the shuffle of doing what everyone else is doing. But when you find yourself and you're doing something that lights your soul on fire, there's something magical and something that you can't replace. You're listening to the I Love That Line podcast hosted by me, Lawrence Anthony. And me, Darren Robinson. And we're two brothers who have grown up together and love to talk movies and life. Everyone loves movies. And some of you all have movie lines that you love and mean something to you. They make you laugh, think, and feel. So every week, we're going to share a line that we love most from a film, why we love that line, and you should too. Now that you know who we are, let's get into our movie and why we love that line. Up next, one of your favorite movies, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, one of my all-time favorites. I'm pumped for this. Let's get into it. Yep. I said it before and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. I am Lawrence Anthony. And I'm Darren Robinson. And I could not be more excited for today's episode. Uh, you know, this is this is this really is maybe a top five favorite movie for me. I think it comes in at number four of my all-time favorites, and I'm thrilled we're doing it. Top five, eh? That's that's. I mean, yeah, man. With that. Yeah, no, it's it's good. It's good though. It is a it's a solid solid film. Stands the test of time. Yep. For sure. And has one of the most iconic lines. And one of the lines that I think can just apply to so many different people and so many different situations, it's, this is me. Like, this, I, I love Heat, I love Casablanca, but I'm not exactly robbing a bank in Heat. Uh, I'm not exactly uh, opening up a restaurant or a bar, cafe in Morocco, but I love Ferris's character. And there's so many things that, that I identify with, and this line is is very much my life <laughs> yeah yeah fair enough you are pretty uh <laughs> maverick i guess if you will yeah i mean that's that's a a nice way to put it yeah that's a very conservative way to put it uh let's get into the line so if you haven't guessed we're doing ferris bueller's day off and we're gonna give you the line in case you missed it again yep i said it before and i'll say it again Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. So for anyone who has not guessed, we are doing an iconic film, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, one of the, I mean, quintessential movies of the 80s, maybe of all time. And <laughs> this line has everything and it probably is the most iconic day off cutting school day of all time, right? Yeah, it's one of those uh, that you kind of dream about as a kid. Uh, you watch it and you're like, oh, you know, I want to do that. I want to <laughs> steal a car, steal a Rari. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, agreed. And, you know, this line is, you can see it in every scene throughout this film. You can see it in Ferris, like, giving his horrible performance to his parents, uh, you know, playing sick. That whole opening scene is just amazing. And that's just how he lives his life. You can see it with that. You can see it when he just calls Cameron and he's like, look, let's go. Oh, well, before we get to that, we should break it down. If you haven't seen the movie, it takes place uh, throughout an entire day in Chicago where probably the coolest kid in Chicago, maybe the coolest kid in his high school, takes just decides he's going to cut school, takes an entire day off, 
and just the hijinks and everything that happens throughout the entire day. Yeah. The, well, the whole the whole damn film, he's just, you know, running amok. He's just like, you know, having fun. <laughs> uh, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, convincing Cam to impersonate his father. At the restaurant. <laughs> you know, the oh, no, restaurant. no, at school, at school, at school. Yeah. When he calls it the Rooney, huh? Um, I always think about the, the parade. I like the parade scene. That's just Ferris. Ferris is, you're going to, of course, Ferris is going to be in the parade. And we all know that one person from high school, uh, maybe we might be that person, but we, we all know that, that, that person or have experience with it. Um, you see it when he's just like, he just ref- going, they go to the, uh, the Cubs game, you know, um, he just lives his life to the max. Yeah. And I, I think what I like about it too, is that, uh, everyone has that best friend that kind of pushes you and makes you do things you don't want to do. And that, that Ferris throughout the whole film is just, you know, getting Cam to do things that he does not want to do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And sometimes, you know, sometimes I'm that person, uh, you know, Hey, let's just go to the museum or Hey, let's just, let's just do this. Why not? Um, so there's just so many, there's so many scenes in the film, so many just iconic moments, but I'm curious. I mean, this is one of my favorite films, but I'm curious for you, uh, why this line matters to you. It's funny because, I mean, you, you mentioned that uh, you're, you're similar to Ferris. And people have always told me that I'm similar to you, that you and I are kind of birds of a feather, if you will. And um, I like it because it, it reminds me, like, almost every day to kind of just just go with it, man. You know, like, there's so much to appreciate. There's so many things in life to appreciate. And after the pandemic, I think a lot of people can kind of resonate with this line. It's like, man, there are so many things that I might be missing out on. Let me just go. Let me just go enjoy it. And I know for certain that like people after uh, post pandemic are going to be traveling left and right um, because, Mm. you know, they realize that time is limited and time is time is the only luxury. And it's the only thing that we can't get back, you know, so. I love the line because it reminds me each and every day to kind of just grasp grasp things and grasp my reality and take control. You know, it's so funny, bro. I agree with you. And it's funny because, yeah, I, I love that you said that because you get compared to me often and vice versa. But we're, we have a lot of differences, but we're so similar in a lot of different in a lot of ways as well. But in this, I feel like we are like very similar. And I feel like sometimes we fluctuate as to maybe who takes this line or to the max, but I feel like we both have this line incorporated in our not life. Not me. It's not me. You're, 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 what do you mean? Between the two <laughs> of us, if, if, if one of us is gonna, you know, take it, take it OD and like just <laughs> take it too far, <laughs> it's definitely you. Uh, out of the two of us, only one of us has climbed the flagpole. So there you go. On more than one occasion too. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I, yeah. Exactly. I think you're. I think you're. Uh, you're trying to rewrite history. But that's that's that's. I mean, that's climbing a flagpole. That's 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 childish. Darren, not many people climb the flagpole. I would never climb a flagpole. So there you yeah, go. Well, fair enough. All right. Fair, fair exactly. Enough. But life moves at you fast. Right? Life moves pretty fast. I love this line. This is. I. So I think you said it. I think like we both take uh, take this line. Um, to our life, we take it pretty, pretty much at heart. Uh, I think we have a good appreciation for people around us, for things around us, for life around us, and we're definitely not Camerons. I love adventure. I don't like boring. I don't like things just being the same. I understand the importance, but life is an adventure. 
you have to appreciate things around you. And I find that a lot of people don't, and I think you hit it also on the head, like, especially during the pandemic as, as we're still in, I think people were on autopilot for a long time, just doing things, going to work, going to school, living their regular life. Now, when you're forced to stop, and sometimes life makes you stop, you look around and you realize, oh, look at all these things I was missing. Look at, you know, I wasn't working out or look at, you know, my partner's birthday or my kids love this or my best friend likes this or I actually love to paint or I actually love to, you know, go swimming or something. And I think yeah. that you're right. It made people really stop and realize what have I been missing out on, right? Absolutely. A lot of people, I think, are they're examining what makes them feel alive. And uh, some people obviously don't have that chance. But for a lot of us, people are, are taking to different creative outlets and different ways to 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 feel alive because it, i mean so many people pre-pandemic were set in mundane and like just every day in day out was the same thing and there was no thrill for me again i'm free-spirited and people have, have long said that i'm free-spirited but you are you're very free-spirited bro you, you have to you have to enjoy life man we, we get one shot at this thing Ferris is Ferris is right. Like, you know, it's <laughs> we get one shot at this thing and you know, there's no rewrites. There are no redos. You can't retake the test. You just have to do. And a lot of times people are afraid of that. I, I'm not gonna lie, I've been afraid of that before. I've been I've been scared or, or too scared to um to try different things and to enjoy things. Um but when I heard this line actually I thought of uh I remember in uh, I skipped school, skipped high school on uh, September 11th, 2007, uh, just to age myself. But um, uh, Kanye dropped graduation that day, and I went. I, I skipped school to go and buy the CD, and I just stayed at home and just listened to it all day. And I was like, you know what, this is this is my shit. <laughs> like you know, that was. I mean, it's not really you know doing all the crazy stuff that he did, you know, stealing a car and stuff, but it, it made me feel good. But I love that. That's you, man. Like that is that I honestly, I'll tell you, bro. For when we were growing up, I actually saw you as more free spirited than I was, you know, like you were the first you got an earring before me. You were much more relaxed. You were much more like I actually thought you were more maverick, man. You know, like I not gonna lie, I admired that you were just able to be you were more like Ferris in some ways. And I, I just admired that you, like, you would skip school and do that stuff. And you would, like, you just didn't seem to care, you know, all that much, you know? Just having like, fun. Just, yeah, you just you just wanted to have fun. And I wanted to have fun as well, but I also didn't want to be reckless, you know? I wanted to have mm -hmm. fun and, and just, um, but still also understood that there was a responsibility. Like, I didn't want to be Cameron. That's not me. I was going to be a stick in the mud. Or, like, no. who is it? Is it Tommy from Rugrats? You know, Tommy who's the Pickles? one who's like, who, who's Tommy the one Pickles. who's like, who's always worried? Chucky, Chucky, Chucky right? Yeah. yeah. So I, th that was never me. Like the Chucky or, or they'll, they'll stick with Ferris is with the movie, but like Cameron, I never wanted to be that, but I also just didn't want to be, I wasn't the class clown who could just sit and not care. So I just admired that you were able to just kind of, you just didn't seem to give a, you know what, you just didn't seem to kill a shit. Right? Well, 
you, you, you got to toe the line, I think, you know, between um, responsibility and, and fun and so on and so forth. I mean, also, I, I benefited from being the middle child. So, you know, yeah. the middle child just gets to just run rampant and it's like, yeah. whatever. But yeah, speaking of Cam, I think that he, he has that in him too. And actually, we see that he has it in him, the, the rebellious side. But because he's been so by the book for so long and under his dad's thumb, he kind of, you know, he doesn't rebel unless he has that person to push him, which is Ferris. Yeah, which we all need. You know, we all need that person or sometimes we need to be that person. And I'm def I've definitely become that person more and more. But I think I was like that in high school and university. I was definitely like that, always adventurous. But I also was aware of consequences and also aware of, and Ferris isn't unaware. Ferris is very much aware Mm -hmm. But his mindset is, I can beat them, you know, like no matter what, like, you know, or the consequences don't outweigh the fact of life moving fast. One of the things that I tell people, I'm like, look, are you going to regret it in 10 years? In 10 years, are you going to say, I wish I didn't skip school or I wish I didn't go to that party or I wish I didn't go on that date? I'm like, if you can say that in 10 years, you're not going to say those, then just go do it. No, it's very true. Um, are you going to regret it? I think more often than not, people regret the chances and the things that they didn't do as yes. opposed to, you know, regretting doing the actual action. Now, a lot of times, yeah, you, you do something like, I'm not going to get someone's name tattooed on me. That's not going to happen. But there are a lot of times, like, just go with it. You'll regret, you'll probably regret not taking that opportunity to feel alive and, and just have yeah. that exhilaration. Yeah, you know, within I Within reason. I agree. And I mean, that's one of the other quotes. I know we'll get to this when we get into some of the lines we love in the movie. But when Sloan asks, what are we going to do? He's like, what we are going to do is what we aren't going to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, that's how I approach life. And I think that, honestly, I think people get fear. Fear prevents it. If we look at Cameron, Cameron in the movie is afraid. Why, like, why this line matters in the movie is I think Cameron represents most people. Most people are afraid. Mm -hmm. I, most people have a desire to do something. And I believe that because we, we revere characters or people like Ferris. You know, like Ferris is stand out because they're so rare. You know, yeah. and I think that's what I try and do is fear less. I'm not fearless. I just try and fear less yeah. than other people. Right? And I got shout out Tim Ferris for that because I, I heard him drop that a while ago. And I was like, yeah, that resonates. You can have fear. You can feel less than people. But I think most people are like Cameron in that they're afraid or they're like, oh, I can't do that. What if this goes bad? Or what if this goes wrong? Or what if I don't get that job? Or what if I, I don't know, I get suspended or get fired? Or And these are real consequences. But you can't live your life like that. Absolutely you not. can't. And so I think Cameron represents a large part of society. And it's important to have Ferris's in your life because they make you experience life more. They make you... They push you, and I ask people all the time, what do you want to do? Like, what are you passionate about? I don't ask people what you do. I don't care what your job is. Yeah. I don't care where you're coming from. I care what lights your soul on fire because a lot of people don't get a chance to explore what lights their soul on fire because they're terrified or society tells them they shouldn't or they get in their own way. A lot of times there's a, a really, really, really cool reward in going against the grain. If you go against the grain, a lot of times you'll find something that, like, you know, a lot of people don't. There's nothing better than finding yourself. It's mm -hmm. easy to get lost in the shuffle of 
doing what everyone else is doing. But when you find yourself and you're doing something that lights your soul on fire, there's something magical and something that you can't replace. Darren, everyone has a fire inside them. Mm -hmm. They do. And it sounds corny, but it's not. And it's only corny because people have been made to believe that. But everyone has a desire. You ask people. I'm always fascinated when I ask people, oh, what, like, what do you love to do? What are you passionate about? Oh, you know, I'm passionate about the violin. Or I'm passionate about comics. Or I'm passionate about cars. Or you know what I really love? I really love painting or, or abstract work. People have got these things inside of them. Right. And because we're all kids, like we're all kids in adult bodies now. 100%. Right. And sometimes we suppress it or we forget these things. And what I love about Ferris's character is he's like, I'm not forgetting this. Like, I'm not going to let life break me down or take away my joy or tell me I'm supposed to fall into this category. You know, another quote we'll talk about later a little bit is like isms. He's like, I'm not subscribing to any of that. He's like, I just want to live life. I want to be adventurous. He brings so much joy and just charm and wit. And because, as you said, there are no do-overs. You get one life. Try and have a little fun. Listen, that's not saying you're not going to make mistakes or, you know, you're not going to disappoint. But if you if you're, you stay true to who you are, people, I think, revere those because it is, it's a little, it's a little courageous. It's a little different than the norm. Yeah. Yeah, people gravitate towards that kind of individual, mm. I think, sometimes, too. 100%. 100%. 100%. Look at Ferris. Look at how they love him. Like, yeah. he has a whole school putting together a fundraiser for him. Like, <laughs> it's insane. And yeah. then you get haters, right? Because a lot of people hate on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, people people hate on you if, if you know, you're doing your thing and they're not doing their thing. People will hate on you for sure. Uh, there you go. So that's, that's why I think it proves our point in that. You want to do it. People want to do it, but only some some folks are either privileged enough or courageous enough or opportunity or whatever to, to go against the grain. And I think some people revere them and then you get some people hating on them. But the hate is only, I think, because you're upset with yourself for not doing it. Yeah. Like that's where I think the hate comes from. And I think yeah. the admiration comes from, I love that you can just go do it. And people will be like, I wish I had that courage. You do. It just, it, you just got to tap into it. Yeah, it's true. But it's it can rub some people the wrong way. Go ahead, sorry. No, I was just, I was thinking back to like, you know, like high school and stuff like that. And um, I used to, there's, I think it's like one of my first hustles, if you will. I used to sign people out of, out of class, out of, out of school. Because my voice is deeper. Like what? You and, I, you and I have deeper voices, right? Yeah, yeah. So I would have people call my phone and I would pretend. And I used to be good with accents. I'm still good with accents. Um, but, like, you know, people would call my phone. I pretend to be their dad. Uh, and I actually. I didn't I, know this. And one time I used to. I, I, I pretended to be a Filipino mom. And, like. <laughs> what? Yeah. And, like, I mean, it worked. I mean, either the secretary was just, you know not all there or like, you know, I was doing my thing, but uh, I, I was charging $2, you know, for people just to, to sign. Wait, you ran, I did not know you ran a rack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my thing. You know, I was signing people out. They would call my phone be like, oh yeah, this is, uh, you know, Jeff's dad and, <laughs> and, people, and people, and they would buy it. And so we would just go and just, you know, go to the local uh, billiards place and just like play arcades and shoot billiards. You were so, like Carrie when he does the voice. Yeah. 
Runier to, yeah. Runier, that's a part of my French. You're an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I didn't know you did this. That's hilarious. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, it can go, I mean, yeah, you've always had a Ferris, a Ferris mindset, but it can go a lot of different ways too. Like I, cause going back to like people hating on it or people ad- admiring it. I remember, uh, freshman year. Yeah. So you weren't, in, you weren't in, you went in high school with me at the time before you, four years of my junior, but our first year of high school and I didn't have, you know, it's funny sometimes when you have your teachers that don't have you in their class, you know, they're either going to form an opinion of you or, Oh yeah, I've been there, you know, whatever. So she was an arts teacher and some people really liked her, but you know, I was definitely a Ferris character. She was walking out of, um, she's walking out of classroom and I was walking in and uh, I was like, oh, Miss So-and-so, how are you? I'm like, you, you look ravishing today. You look ravishing. And she's like, you know who you are, Lawrence? Like, she got so upset. She was like, <laughs> like, she, <laughs> she's like, you know who you are, Lawrence? Do you know who uh, Wally Cleaver is? And I was mm-hmm. like, no, I don't, I don't know Wally Cleaver. I, wasn't, I hadn't watched Leave it to Beaver at that time. She's like, you're Wally Cleaver. I find you to be disingenuous. You think you're charming. I don't find it charming. And she like walks off. Jeez. So angry. All I said was you were ravishing. Yeah, you're probably the first person to say it to her in a long time. (laughs) Well, first of all, who says ravishing? (laughs) A shit disturber. (laughs) But that's, but some people will find it endearing and funny. And some people will be like, yeah, you are. You're a shit disturber. And Rooney is one of those guys who's like, I don't find Ferris funny. I don't find you cool. And the secretary's like, oh, you know, he's, he's cool with all these people. But some people, it just, it doesn't resonate with them. Uh, okay, let, let's get into other quotes in the movie and we can kind of blend why the line matters in the movie and other quotes that kind of stand up but aren't as good. So when Cameron, when they're all coming back from the museum, uh, just before the parade, uh, Cameron's like, well, let's go. Let's just return the car. And Ferris is like, you know, you didn't see anything? Like, you're not excited? He's like... You didn't see anything good? He's like, I saw nothing good, Cameron says. And Ferris is like, dude, we just, we went to a museum. We went to a baseball game. The, the Cubs game. We went to a Cubs game at Wrigley. We went to a museum. We went to lunch. We've done all this. We're joyriding in a Ferrari. What do you mean nothing good? So you have those people who are just like, no, nah, you know, let's just hurry back. Like, dude, have fun. Relax, bro. Yeah, let loose a little bit. I think why the line also matters in the movie is because school or education or a lot of things, life can just be pushing you to like mass produce you toward an engine or toward a system where you just become a hamster on a wheel, Mm -hmm. go to school, get education, get a job, blah, 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 boom, 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 die. And Ferris is like, like that will happen if you don't stop and chill out. Uh, are there other lines in the movie you love? What are, what are the lines you got? Because I've got a few. I have one that I, I like. Uh, <laughs> I'm curious kind of, what it is. It's very it's very similar to um, I guess uh, what we're talking about with Cameron and and you know uh, reaching out. Uh, but I think it's Ferris that says only the meek get pinched, the bold survive. <laughs> and it's a real last line. It's it's true. It's like you know so so many times people are afraid to take that risk. Because they're mm-hmm. afraid to get pinched, they're afraid to get you know caught or whatever. <laughs> Just you know, and like so many times, like I mean, I won't, there's no, I won't incriminate myself on here, but like you know, <laughs> you do something illegal, and, and like you know, you 
you might be scared, but you still do it anyway. And you, and when you get away with it, it's exhilarating. That's why I, I understand, you know, you, you do something, there's an exhilaration that comes with doing something you're not supposed to do. And I'm just saying, take the risk, man. Just take the risk. Yeah, sure. Weigh the pros and cons first. Don't, don't just dive head in. Uh, a quick story, like our cousin, uh, Jordan and I, when we were younger, we went to, we went camping in Tobomori with our uncle, Uncle David. And um, when you're 16, you kind of have this, you, you don't care, kind of a Ferris mm-hmm. mentality. And yeah. we, uh, yeah, you think, you think you can take on anything. I don't know if I mentioned this on the pod before, cause I'm old now and I got Alzheimer's, but like you, uh, we were in Tobomori and we saw this like rock face, like against, you know, uh, the bay side and so we're like you know let's let's scale this rock cliff you know which is like hundreds of feet above water hundreds and hundreds of feet above water and we didn't have any harness and we thought we were fucking tom cruise out there just scaling rocks you know, <laughs> <laughs> above water mission impossible we, too yeah yeah we looked down and there's like you know literally waves just crashing against this rock side and we're just scaling along the rock cliff and uh at one point jordan slips and that's when we're like, okay, this might be a stupid idea. So we finally got back up to the top. And I remember going back, we got back to camp, to the campsite, and we told Uncle David about it. And he was livid. <laughs> he was it's like, you idiots. If one of you dropped, we'd never find your body. But like, mm-hmm. there was something about that. I think, I'm not saying go do that when you're like 30 or you know, whatever, but I think you should still take the risks in another way. I think people are afraid to scale the rock cliff as they get older and they just become subdued. And I think metaphorically, you should always find ways to scale the rock cliff. So I love that. I love that. I think that's that's really eloquently said. It's very true. Uh, because you know what, Darren? That's funny. I touched on something I was thinking about. It's scary. No one's saying that there's not fear. There is fear. You know, like scaling that rock cliff is is scary but what i've come to realize and i think i've realized this more actually as i've gotten older that maybe i didn't realize it when i was younger as much but everything that you want is on the other side of fear Mm -hmm. and fear is the thing often that prevents you from getting to the top of that cliff or prevents you from climbing it but once you climb it as you said it's not that it's not scary and yes you can fall but once you get to the top you're going to find this exhilaration. You're going to find this joy. Like, how wonderful is it? You know, like, you know, in the movie, you know, they go to the Cubs game. Yeah, you know what? Listen, his folks could have turned on the TV and seen him at a Cubs game. He's in trouble. But yeah. listen, you did it and it was fun. Or you can get busted at the artist too. Yeah, but it was fun. And I didn't have as much of that fearlessness when I was younger. I had a little bit of it. You had more of it. But now I have it where I'm like, I am not going to let fear prevent me from climbing that cliff. And I think you're Mm -hmm. right. I think a lot of people look at the cliff and see that it's daunting instead of see the reward at the top of it. If you've got people walking around like, oh, I can't do it or I can't climb the cliff or it's just not worthy. This quote, this line will help you climb that cliff. It will just give you that little push you need to be like, oh, yeah, you know what? Let me just do it. Screw it. Let me just do it. Yeah. Um, great quote. I had I hadn't wrote I hadn't put that one down. I hadn't written that one down, but I love that. Um, for the sake of time, I, I actually put one that I hadn't put down before, and it hadn't really dawned on me. 
But when Sloan says to Ferris, you knew what you were doing when you woke up this morning, didn't you? And it's funny, I hadn't thought about that line. I thought about <laughs> it while watching it. And I was like, shit, you know what? Sometimes I do. Like Sometimes I'm like, I have a plan in my head. And I'm like, oh, this would be kind of cool if it works out. And you feel like a little child when it does. You feel like, oh, wow, like this worked. This is awesome. Or like, wouldn't it be great if you did this? Or what's the perfect day? And okay, like I know I'm supposed to be doing work. Or I'm supposed to be doing this. You know, let, let me just go. Let me go to the museum. Or let me just go for a walk in the rain. Or like, you feel great when you're like, you have an idea. Mm-hmm. And you're checking them off the box. Oh, this would be kind of cool if we could do it. Yeah, you know, so it's just and, and what I like about this movie is just it's just a day. It all takes place in a day. I love those kind of films or TV shows where it takes place in a day or in one setting because there's so much can happen. And um, I the life expectancy in Canada, I think, is like 81 or 81 and a half or something like that. And that mm-hmm. translates to uh, almost 30,000 days. And, I, and I, every time I think about that, it's like, you know, how many days of our lives do we truly, truly live to our utmost potential and to our max and to, I mean, every day can't be a a Ferris Bueller day. It can't, I mean, like there's gotta be days off, but I think if we try to make as much of those 30,000 days uh, as possible filled with, with life and exhilaration, I think we'll be okay. We can, we can say that we lived a good life. I mean, if you're lucky enough to make it that far, you want to be able to say, you know what? I made that day. That day didn't dictate um, what was going to happen for me. I dictated what was going to happen that day. I think that's well said. And I think the, the truth of the matter is you're not going to remember every single day. That's an impossibility because there's mm-hmm. so many. However, you know they fall under just mundane or regular average, whatever. But if you're brave enough or courageous enough or have the opportunity or whatever it is, if you can have a, a, a Ferris type day, if you can have a remarkable day, you'll remember that forever. And mm-hmm. that will supersede all the other days that you don't remember because those don't really matter. Every day is not gonna be remarkable. But if you can make some remarkable days, you'll remember those forever. Yeah. Um are there any other lines, any other any other quotes? Uh no, I mean, there's just like, you know, even one that's not like a, a great line, but it's such a pop culture reference is uh, Ben Stein's, you know, Bueller, <laughs> Bueller. Bueller. Um, where does this rank to you? All time lines. Uh, All time lines. I think it's, I think it's a hall of fame line. I think hundred percent. So our rankings for anyone who hasn't listened to it before we have rookie line. And that's a line that, you know, it's kind of throwaway. You kind of forget about it. Pro, which is a pretty good line. Uh, pretty good, you know, and memorable, but, Maybe not the best of all time. Then Hall of Fame, which speaks for itself. Yeah, I think it's one of those lines where you know, you can say this to somebody and it will resonate with them for <laughs> for the rest of their life. You know, yeah. they'll yeah, especially because the film is a, it's a Hall of Fame film. You know, it's not like what, what year did this come out? Eighty five. I don't even know when, what year this came out, but um, the fact that we're talking about this line so many years later and thousands of films later. Um, Ferris came out in 86. 86. And so, like, you know, thousands of films later, and uh, it just tells you right then and there how powerful it is. Hall of Fame. I mean, you know where I stand. There's a Hall of Fame line for me. It's a Hall of Fame movie. It's how it's one of the quotes that I think guides my life 
actually. It genuinely guides my life. And because I'll hop on a plane or I'll do this or I'll just do whatever because why not? Like, you know, once again, in 10 years, am I going to say, oh, I wish I didn't do that? Or am I going to, or am I going to remember, well, that was kind of cool. I'm glad I did that. And then, you, yeah. you know, yeah, Hall of Fame line, Hall of Fame movie. And I love it. Any, anything else you got? Yeah, that's it. That's all the old points I have. Aside from uh, the, this being one of the films that maybe want to go to a, maybe want to go to a Cubs game. Which I you know checked what? off. I checked off my list Which in 2016. Check off. Good thing to yeah. check off. It's crazy, uh, man. This film made me want to go to the Art Institute. Dude, I'll yeah, tell too. you how influential this line is. And we got to wrap. We got to wrap. But I remember I I dipped out of work once. I was working in Chicago, and I cut my day short. I'm like, oh, I'll be here. I'm out. And I I cut out of work. And I went to the Art Institute, and it was amazing. And I was like, this is a Ferris moment. And you, responsibility is always going to be there. Work is always going to be there. These things are not going anywhere. But what could go somewhere are the moments that bring you joy or the moments that inspire you. And you might be able to come back to your work and be even more fulfilled because we need both. It's a balance. Uh, you know, I'll say it again. Life moves at you pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. I'm Lawrence Anthony for I Love That Line. I'm Darren Robinson. And uh, we'll catch you uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for joining. Take care.